When I was in my late 20s, I owned a bright blue 1972 Dodge Dart with a 225 slant six engine. I used to love the way that rolled off my tongue when people would ask me what kind of car I drove. And I loved that car. She could run. When I drove down the Los Angeles freeways, people would part the road like Moses parting the Red Sea. They didn't want to be anywhere near my car with her bright blue paint and the way she swayed at speed like a small ship on the high seas. She was super sweet to drive. I've put a photo in the blog post for you. Okay, it's not my car. It is a stock photo, and my car didn't come with a man or the hood thing, but it's close enough to give you a taste of her fashion sense. If you're in my age range, the mid-somethings, you might remember Dragnet and Joe Fridays, just the facts, ma'am. Joe didn't like it when witnesses would digress from facts. He wanted information like, the man was six foot two and a half, and his hair color was light ash brown. Personal anecdotes would drive him mad. He didn't like it when a witness would say something like, I remember he was tall, and then their hand goes up to show the height, and pretty good looking with a full head of hair. I, I think it was dark, maybe dark brown. The idea of fact, a thing that is indisputably the case, and the noble thought that if we speak factual language, then communication would be easier, smoother, and pose less complications, is still a strong belief in many company cultures. But what we hear as facts are not always things that are indisputably the case. Sometimes a fact is simply a fictional attribute conceived as truth. They may sound good and on first blush seem logical, but are extrapolations based on a subjective interpretation of the person giving the information. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. It is good to notice, especially if you're planning on making important decisions on the information, as if it is, in fact, fact. So back to my car. One kind of information that the word fact, a thing that is indisputably the case, fits, is the make, model, and year of a component. My Dodge Dart is a great example. It was a 1972 Dodge Dart with a 225 slant six engine and painted bright blue number B5. That there is such a thing as a 1972 Dodge Dart with a 225 slant engine that came in bright blue B5 can be verified by Dodge. That I owned one can be verified by DMV records and insurance history. When other kinds of information are gathered, most often there's a subjective component that casts doubt not to the truth or the authenticity of the information, but to the factual aspect of it. My description of my experience driving that sweet Dodge, and that in my estimation, it was one of the best cars I ever owned, is an example of information that might be agreed upon by others, and even true, it is to me, but not necessarily factual. Have you ever wondered why, despite your best efforts at staying clear and factual in your listening and communication efforts, they often fail? Okay, if fail is too strong a word for you, how about fail to make your communications quicker, easier, better, and less fraught with misunderstanding? It may be due to what you're listening for and how you're translating what you hear. Most often, most of the time, people express complex experience in metaphor. One area that clean language and symbolic modeling excel in is giving you the tools for working with metaphor. In my next post, 
I'm going to share eight reasons for working in metaphor. So keep your eyes peeled for my next post coming up tomorrow, eight reasons for working in metaphor. In the meantime, sign up for one of our complimentary webinars. I promise not to dry you out like an autumn leaf with just the facts, ma'am, and I will help you learn more about the difference between fact, fiction, truth, poetic language, sequencing, timelines, word influence, and authenticity, so you can make the best decision for you and the people you work with. Just go to www.cleanlanguagetraining.com and look under the link Working with Sharon 